this your boy G, your neighbor, your friend, your snitch, your tell on everybody, which brings me to, I want to welcome uh, the forever so late, D Jizzle from the, is there a Izzle for Cali? I think that's Co- where it came from. Is there an Illy Izzle for it? I don't know. Well, forget it. I don't mess it up anyway. What's up, nigga? Damn. Last <laughs> week you were late, and you were over. Like I was doing you a favor. Late. You were over like thirty minutes late. First of all, you were late, and I went to the store. Today? Huh? Today? No. What happened? I went. Oh, you talking about last week? Yeah. I I waited for you in this parking <laughs> lot for about fifteen minutes, and then I went to go get something to eat. Hey, I don't see, run off your time. <laughs> did you notice how I put it, how, how I talked so fast through the episode, you didn't even get a chance to, like, lay it on me? Yeah. How I did you? Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I know. went right past I, that I, shit. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that's, it. That's it. I ain't going to let him get me. I ain't going to let you him get me. He was like, oh, I, I'll take my medicine. And then he's like, oh, yeah, 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 Corona. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. I was listening to... Uh, but what's up, DJ? How you doing, um, I'm good, man. Blessed, black, and highly favored. Uh, I was this morning. I was like, I'm gonna come up here and just talk crazy. And then somebody sent me the little TikTok video of the nurse in Texas. Uh, I ain't seen that one. Man, what's man. going on with that? It's like, and, and I know a lot of the listeners probably want to get away from that topic all the time, cause I do, you know. Because at the end of the day, you got to live your life. Right. got to live your life. And, um, man, the video was about how she worked over 12 hours at the hospital. She didn't even have a chance to, like, have a drink of water. And how she was holding people's hands and, and people were begging for her to save their life. Yeah, she said the numbers that they got right now are worse than last year. And it's crazy because nobody's taking it serious. And anytime you turn on social media, everybody's still posting videos in the club and parties. I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to get vaccinated. Yeah? Yeah, I think I'm just going to take the bite the bullet for real. Because if that's the way the world is progressing, I really can't stop that. I don't, wanna, I don't want it to change and it become something bigger. I think it's getting bigger because we, we don't believe in it. And like I said last time, I was one of the biggest anti, you know, supporters of uh, of the vaccine. And and there's there's episodes to prove it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I got banned from YouTube for like a week because of what I said. And, and I said a lot of stuff. Even even with the stuff that I said, it was it's okay to question it. You should. You should question it. If you can question God, it shouldn't be anything on this earth you can't question. You know what I mean? Right. And the fact that they don't allow people room to to question it is what gave me pause. Like, how you going to make me not question something that you want to put in my body? You know, which is which was crazy. But, you know, just just when I when I stepped outside of myself and started doing different researches, I'm like, I mean, it's the same thing that happened with polio, smallpox, chickenpox, yellow fever. You know what I mean? All of that stuff. And yeah, but some of that stuff was like 
this give you, this gave me pause because like smallpox and stuff like that was put on like Indians and stuff like that, like in clothes and and things like that to doing their population down. So yeah. that that's what makes me like you know they like it's kind of um, it's kind of feel like they fast talking a cure into you like you're not really like giving me all the necessary information you just like here take this take this like and it make me like you just you don't want to walk into a situation being like a skeptic so you I want to do more research I want to have a better background of it um, better knowledge for as, real. as you should as you should I feel like I need to turn the air on <laughs> you hot? a little bit a little bit. Hey, have you noticed how hot it is lately? Yeah, it's been 90 degrees, like, for the past, like, three, four days. But this sun ain't the same, though. I honestly think it's the it's the ozone dwindling away. Yeah. That's what makes it a little hotter, because when I was a kid, it wasn't this hot. Yeah. It wasn't this hot. Uh, I grew up in Florida, and it's hot down there. And this heat right here feels like when I go back home to visit, I'd be the only one sweating. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's just standing out in the yard in the cookout, and I'm I'm in all white, in and California, I'm the only one sweating. They, in California, they they think I'm crazy because it'd be like 75 degrees. They be having hoodies on. I be with shorts. I got shorts on. I'm like, yeah. it ain't. I'm like, this ain't hot. Yeah, well, you know the old phrase, "Take me off the beach." That dudes get, you know, when you used to heat, any type of breeze feel a little cold to you, you know. Yeah. So that's all that is, but. You know this this right here with this 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 COVID thing, it kind of made me feel like like we 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 all just need it. It's it's your right to decide whatever you want to do for your life, but do real research and not that whole what well, I heard or I seen on, on Facebook and YouTube. Them YouTube do do them them not real. Them not even medical doctors. They not medical doctors, but they were the ones that were pushing the narrative like, "Don't take the vaccine, yeah. don't take the vaccine." And then you get on there a couple months later, like, "Yeah, I'm vaccinated. Take the vaccine." And it's like, fam, you want me to ride with you, or are you just like, you want me to be a follower, or are you telling me something that's true? Like, because I don't want to be. My you uncle know. calls us sheeple. Sheeple. Yeah, like like, like, like you following the herd. Like, I honestly. You know, for the decisions that I made for myself and my family, it had nothing to do with nobody else. As it should have. Yeah. Nothing to do with nobody else. It wasn't nothing that... It was some things I heard that triggered me to research um, a little further. Like, I told you before, like, when I heard D.L. Hughes say he took the vaccine, it was two people on this earth that I knew was not going to get vaccinated. And that was my uncle and D.L. Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> and when D.L. Hughley said he was getting vaccinated, I was like, whoa. It's crazy. Man. Yeah, let me let me look into this thing a little bit more and open my mind up a little bit more about this. Yeah. You heard about the doctor in uh, Florida that was giving out permission slips to be, to not wear a mask? How? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was a medical excuse to not wear a mask. That that just sounds ridiculous. He was selling for fifty dollars. Oh, he's coming up. He probably sold like two thousand of them. Yeah, on Breakfast Club, I haven't done the research yet, so I probably shouldn't say it. But Charlemagne was saying that in the top three 
percentiles of people that refused to take the uh, vaccine were people that were uneducated. Was number one, people with a high school diploma or less were in the top percentile, and and the second was like people with PhDs. Yeah, but that's cool, right? Like mm-hmm. y'all saying like these are the percentiles that people put out or whatever, but at the same time, it's just, you know, like, the best way I could put it as they they push the narrative, like, don't take the vaccine, but then turn around. They push the narrative to dumb people, don't take the vaccine, but then turn around and be like, take the vaccine. And then, like, they expect people to just fall in line. Like, you push the narrative that it was a bad idea to take it. Most of the people I know that was pushing that narrative have not changed their mind. They, In fact, they sound even more dumb now than they did before. Now they're struggling to keep that energy going. But Charlemagne, he was skeptic about it too. He had a narrative about it as well. It wasn't like he just jumped on board with it. Like, you know, now he's saying the dumb people, you know, people that aren't as educated as others or has got as much money as others. I you think know. Charlemagne a clown, man, because I, I believe that a lot of the people especially celebrities that were saying stuff like that, took it yeah. early. Early, while they were still pumping that narrative. And that's not cool, because now you got these quote-unquote uh, non-educated people taking your word as as gospel, and now yeah. you turn around and then turn your back on them and be like, y'all dumb for not taking it. It's right. like, fam, what side of the line you on? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you can't straddle that fence because people's lives are in danger. The numbers I mean, this, are keep coming up. This is also the same dude that gave another guy a sculpture of his butt. Yeah. So if you listening to him. He was, man, I, I like Charlemagne when he was, uh, he had skin problems. He was better. Yeah, he's more entertaining than other yeah. stuff. Now it's like, I don't know, he get a lot of credit for being like a, a reputable journalist now. And I'm like, hmm. I felt like he... He does it with some people where he like push it, like push to like to ask some questions about certain stuff, and some people he don't. Some people, some celebrities, he he kind of draw the line with. I thought, I thought it was a few times that he sucked. He sucked on the interview with Gucci Man. He sucked with Jay Z. He sucked with with Kanye. Um, when I watched that interview. It's, it's not Charlemagne that attracts me to those interviews. It's 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 the uh, unruliness of the people he was interviewing. Right. And the, and they took because it's a big stage and big platform now mm-hmm. to 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 talk and and say things a certain way. You know what I mean? He just benefited from not taking away from the fact that you have, you have to get up and walk out there doing. You have to make things happen. Right. Because success is is, is success. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All you got to do is get up and work, but I don't. I don't think that his journalism skills are like Diane Sawyer or somebody. You know what I mean? But but that ain't us, I guess. Like he more of a hip hop street journalist more than anything. Like Diane Sawyer is like that's they people. Like we. Well, even like the dude from BET or Oprah. You know, he's not on that level. Right. He's like a trash reporter like Wendy Williams. But she's better. But she's better than him, though. But that's over time, though. 
Uh, she's always been a digger. Charlemagne just ain't never, you know what I mean? He, but he come from her. I, I liked him better with Scandi when he was an idiot. When he was the idiot, I liked him a lot. Yeah, I felt like he didn't have no no real coof. He just asked like the hard hitting questions that yeah. everybody wanted to know. The Charlemagne that used to uh, <laughs> sniff seats. Yes. Yeah, that Charlemagne. Very disrespectful to whoever he was with at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's what made me like the show because he was just crazy. And now it's like, I don't know. He a little too political for me. It seemed like more people come up there and got problems with DJ Envy than anybody. I don't even understand. Every time I turn on the YouTube to watch an episode, which is rare now because I don't really watch a lot of uh, episodes, but... The first comment I see when I pull up the YouTube is always something negative about DJ Envy. I'm yeah. like, what did DJ Envy do? Uh, man, he, he turned so, a lot of people off. I don't know, man. He, he, his. I don't think he's a real interviewer. <laughs> he's just there to, for I guess, for filler or to piss people off. Only Charlemagne and uh, Charlemagne Angeli he asks like serious. Like, to me, asks serious questions that people want to know. Envy really be like. So how much this cost? I don't. I, I see. I see Charlemagne as an antagonist, but sure. I think DJ Envy asks questions that I want to know him and Angela Yee. Angela Yee just look pretty. No, I'm not she looks that. nosy. She 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 looks like she gets in people' business. Man. <laughs> but she we don't talk about Breakfast Club like too long. <laughs> like who are they? It's a dope show though. I'm, I'm always gonna watch it. Them. Big support. I don't. I don't like them, but I like them. I don't like DJ Vlad, but I like the show. I feel like Vlad be he asks questions that people want to know. He asks some questions that get you in trouble for real. Yeah. I'm waiting on celebrities to find something else to do for the world to open up so they can go back on tour and do what they're doing. Yeah. So the podcast world can open up a little bit. Because everybody got a podcast. Everybody. Every single body that they can think of. And I wasn't even motivated by that stuff. That was like when I started thinking about doing the podcast, I man, we tried before a right. few years ago. And it was, I guess it was, the, the spark wasn't there. I was super saved. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was super man. saved. And you were sitting there like Ricky Bobby half the time. Because, man, you would give me these like <laughs> in-depth, like pre-recording, like, hey, man. No cussing. Amen. Not this. Amen. I'm Which like, I was wrong for that. I was like, damn, can I speak? And that's why I used to just sit there. Like, all right. Because uh, I, was, I was trying to get a certain audience, which that's a, that's still the same audience that I want to get. Mm-hmm. But you have an audience for you, too. And right. we can coexist. I, I think it clicked for me when I called, when I started talking to you about it again, when I heard the Breakfast Club interview. And they played a side-by-side of them asking Bishop Jakes, can he work with Farrakhan? And he said, nah, he don't think it'll work. Why? And then they asked Minister Farrakhan the same question, and he said he would love to. He said, you know, that the, the division between black folks is constructed by them. Mm-hmm. And we've just digested that. Right. We we swallowed it whole like we think just because of our differences and concerns and, and approach means that we can't work together mm. and and we certainly can 
Right. Like Martin and Malcolm, if they had lived, if 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 who died first, Malcolm? Yeah, if Malcolm had lived past that point, him and Martin were going to be working together. You know, they met several times just so that they can start putting things in motion. Right. And and you know they of course got assassinated, both of them. Mm-hmm. But that that offset things and and think about how powerful it would have been to see two different religions, but the same people, right, working together, the same, you know what I mean, and on the same platforms, and that's what we got to start letting go as a people, right. you know what I mean, and and that was my fault, my apologies for that because I didn't see. Hey, it's all good. I didn't see. You it. know, you got sometimes you got to step back to see the bigger picture. Yeah. And, you know, we here now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, you know, to the whole point is that, you know, to anybody listening, like, yo, that that stuff is divisive. And you can be divided by anything. Right. Anything. If, if you want to curse hell, I curse. Shit, I curse. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. I don't even like to say curse. I use profanity. Oh, okay. I don't. It's As a difference. When you get past a certain age, you got to switch up the words. No, because I understand what cursing is. Uh-oh. Cursing is if I say F you. Uh-huh. If I wish, if I wish you harm or wish evil, you know what I mean. Wish uh-huh. bad on you. If I use profanity, that's me saying shit. Mm. You know what I mean? They ain't nothing against you. So you got it's like great value person. Yeah. Okay. You just put me in Walmart, but okay. All right. Hey. Hey man. Good store to be in. <laughs> <laughs> you put me in Walmart. <laughs> ain't that they bring great value? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, see, we can have fun. We can have fun and we can find out things to, like, really talk to. Because men, I be looking at social media sometimes, man, and I be like, like, men really need to say something. But as soon as you say something and, and women around, man, I be like, don't hit him in the face. <laughs> don't hit him in the face. He got to work tonight. Nah, man. What's crazy is like the social media thing. Like I was talking to my stepdad, and um, he was he was just like you know preaching about Kevin Samuels. He was, he a real big Kevin Samuels fan, and it made me feel like kind of sad for him. But at the same time, it like made me appreciate what Buddy say. Like because he was like, yo, for the longest time, like nobody, like my mom never told me I was like the prize. Like, it took, a like, this time in my life to really realize that I'm a prize. I don't have to chase. I don't have to do these different things. And I was like, yeah, like, these type of people are good to listen to when you're trying to get your confidence back or you're trying to build on something. Like, but... You can't weaponize that, though. You can't weaponize it, but at the same time, you don't listen to them for a long period. It's like brainwashing. Because then you just start dogging women at that point. I don't, I don't think that's what Kevin's... That's not, what, that's not what it's for. but He got more women listeners. But men take what they say and weaponize it and then dog. Like, that, you know. Just just like women did with Terry McMillan and all these these songs and books mm-hmm. that they started writing about how bad men are in relationships. And statistics still say that men are the most most participating in their children's lives. You know what I mean? But the narrative still is, you know, that, that narrative that lied to us and said that that black man ain't worth nothing. It turns out, if if we look at the numbers, like we participate in our children's lives, in their homework, in their after-school activities, 
more than any other, you know, ethnic group. I honestly think it's like, it's, it's all brainwashing for real. Like, mm-hmm. years and years of trauma turns into uh, a habit. So you take the black man out of the household, years and years of that turn into like, okay, I ain't gonna be there. And then that turns into a narrative that people follow and then say, niggas ain't shit or whatever like that. It's like... That was because they were louder than us. Hmm? They were louder than it was alive then, though. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. They pushed the narrative, like, these different things is all coming back from the past. Like, we got past trauma today, not trusting the police. We could see today that you know, we ain't supposed to trust them, but back then we definitely didn't because we didn't have cameras back then and I mean we probably still shouldn't trust them <laughs> hey <laughs> I mean it's good cop and, and bad cops but I, I'm sure in my lifetime met more bad cops yeah but I haven't met every cop either you know that's not right. me saying that all cops are bad my interaction with cops wasn't that good so like all black people ain't bad yeah no, Shit, and, we and, scared too. Yeah, right. We we need protection. You know what I mean. If the police didn't come to your neighborhood at all, hey man, what's going on? Right. I don't want to live here. But you got to. <laughs> and that's the crazy thing. They we we get put in, we get put into these no win situations, and yeah. expect to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. Yeah. Shit, just the price keep going up every day. Like you know. We still still minimum wage is low, you know. Then you expect us to jump back into the workforce after you tell us about the new variant and all this other shit. Like, no win situation and expect us to pull them up. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's crazy too. It's it's I I don't like the division between, and I'm most concerned about black women, man, because they don't they don't see it as like. That animal, I, don't, I I can't remember exactly what animal, but if they if they get their hand caught in something, they'll eat their hands off. Oh, a coyote. Coyote, yeah, they'll eat their hand off. And it, for me, that's that's equivalent to what black women are doing right now. It's like they don't even know that they're they're hurting themselves. This super independent, um, malicious attitude and feminist attitude that they have when it comes to relationships. That approach is just. It's sad. That's the trauma of the past, though. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you don't deal with it, that's and we didn't deal with it, that's why we kept transferring. That's why your mom tell you you don't need no you don't need niggas for shit. Get your own. And then her mom told her that. And it turned into something bigger every time. Yeah. So it just you kept know, growing. And then you know, the next generation. It's gonna be pure niggas out. It's gonna be nothing but niggas out here, man. Or oh, a bunch of feminine men. <laughs> and it's crazy because oh, if you if you have a daughter, you say niggas ain't shit. You know, you'll raise her to be this this alpha female, and there ain't no alpha females. But you'll raise her to be this person. But you'll get a son and be like, treat a woman like gold. Treat a woman like this. Treat a woman like that. But you. Spit the venom in your daughter ear so you can protect her, but you're not protecting your son by telling him that every uh, woman ain't a princess. Some I, of these hoes are jesters. That's a clown. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, you call me with hoes. You call them oh, hoes. Some of these hoes are just... Hey, I, I, look. If they hoes, they don't really need nothing else to go with that. I'm saying, his dog's a holler. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't meant for you, it ain't meant for you. Like, hey, man. I, I for one, when I talked to my daughter, like, I think I might have mentioned the dude came by, the first dude that ever came by my house looking for my daughter. And um, he came with a very respectable young man. Very respectable. Didn't say anything wrong. He, he let me know he was just my daughter's friend. And I was talking to him at the time. I had my gun on my hip still. Oh, yeah, bad boy. Yeah. So, no, nah, but he caught me. I was outside on the grill after I got off work, and I still oh, had my okay. gun on me. I didn't have it, but I did lift it up so he could see it mm-hmm. while I was talking to him, you know, to let him know who, who had the power here in this situation. You know, I just wanted to scam a little bit. And uh, he was just... Very, very respectful. And then I, after I talked to him for about 10 minutes, I called my daughter outside, and she came out, what do you want, idiot? I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I never taught you to talk to black people like that. I did this in front of him. I checked her. Right. Like, you don't talk to him like that. That's not necessary. If y'all are cool, why are you talking to him with this kind of energy? You know what I mean? Right. Ain't no woman in the house. It's just me and you. You didn't learn that here. Where are you learning that from? You know what I mean? And, and I said, I talked a little bit further, and it seemed like a light bulb went off because I was letting her know the energy you give out is what you're going to get back. What if he had disrespect to you the same way? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the tone of y'all friendship. Right. You know what I mean? And, and once that happens, what kind of relationship is that going to be? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and she said that she wouldn't, but I know... And that's probably something because she's 17. She probably still got to work that out a little bit. Right. And I got to talk to her a little bit more. But don't let your peers put that kind of energy in your heart. And it's like I, I know a lot of young black boys that refuse to date black girls. Right. They refuse to because of stuff like that. Like, my daughter ain't even from that. And she come out the house talking like that. Right. Like, you disrespected him three times before he responded. You know? That energy at your house is crazy. You come to the door with the gun, and then your well, daughter come out. Well, <laughs> he wasn't expected. Right. So, you know, I was outside. I just had my gun on my waist. It wasn't that I I was, I was came to the door like that because I knew he was coming. But I was already outside. Right. He just came walking up the driveway. Uh, so, that was that. But, um, you know, and I was still respectful towards him. I was like, what you want with my daughter? You know, I just talked to him. But he let me know it was just friends. That's it. Nice guy. And uh, I was like, if this who the kind of dudes, you know, in my mind while I was talking to him a little rough, I was like, this kind of dude, she like, I'm good. I'm good. He's respectful. I can talk to him. He got, like, he got a daddy. You know? <laughs> um, you call one of them young guns out there. I'm like, man, I got one too. <laughs> it wouldn't have been pretty for him but then my daughter comes out being the type of chick that she she's mimicking something that, that she wasn't taught right. and that that was my concern like what do why, why why women keep transferring that energy like where, where does that come from like what you mad at if somebody likes you why do you gotta act like you don't like them so, so they can say they like you first. 
and then you let your guard down, but you already set the tone for the relationship. You let your guard down, and that's when he already, he, in his head, he like, shit, it is what it is. You already injured me. You already injured the relationship. Now, I'm going to give you what you've been giving me. Oh, yeah. And and that's when, that's when it just gets and stays immature. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, yeah. And they ain't even hurt. Nobody's even hurt. I didn't hurt you. You know what I mean? If you stump your foot, you gonna treat everybody like they the ones that did it? I walked that shit off, bro. Yeah. So that's the crazy part of me, but like I said, I'm 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 a fan. Kevin Samuels is saying the same thing that Shiraz Ali said thirty years ago. And and I am I, I think it needs to be some 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 mutual respect and interest shown. Whenever you 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 with somebody, I'm single, so I I can't tell nobody what works. But I can tell you that we don't have to be, we don't have to present some some damaged goods, and 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 think that that's okay. Right. And and that's what I see now. I see everybody acting like they don't care. Yeah. You you lying if you're saying you don't want somebody in your life. You lying. I don't care who you are, you're lying. And the only reason that you would even say that out your mouth is because of your experiences with opposite sex. It's gonna be the divorce rate is gonna be super high. The the single life is gonna be for people is gonna be long because I really feel like it's social media and people have a skewed look on what relationships are and what um, what a person is or what a person look like. What's the craziest thing you heard about come out of somebody's mouth about a relationship? I heard some shit. Um, I would say uh, the man is supposed to provide everything. Like, the woman ain't supposed to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just supposed to sit at home, make sure the house is clean. Uh, if you got kids, make sure the kids are taken care of, which is, which is payment enough. But she talking about marriage, no kids. She's she's quitting her job. Meanwhile, the average black man makes about thirty five to forty five a year. Yeah. And the average black woman has a forty five to sixty five earning ratio against us. I think yeah. it's something like that. It's it's about ten grand higher than what we make, and. And with them being so educated now, which they weaponize. Oh yeah. It uh But it was it was it offsets things. It does. And in the relationship that's when it's like, you know, uh the woman has to pick up the majority of the slack or whatever like that. Or, what do see when people say that I don't understand that. Like, like if you're single, uh huh, who's supposed to take care of you? You. Yeah, so when they say I'm independent and I take care of me, I have to do all of this because of, in in spite of that. That's like the equivalent of one me like, like nigga, you don't get a pat on your back for uh, watching your kid. Like, right. like you don't get a pat on your back for getting up and going to work every day. No, like you you gotta get this life for yourself. Everybody's for themselves. Like it sucks, but everybody want to be praised for the little they do. Yeah, like nobody's gonna pop up at my spot and be like, "I want to pay your rent." Like it's never gonna happen like that. But women could 
come out of your mouth. Like a woman could come out of her mouth and be like, I need this. And a, and a nigga just supposed to jump. It's like, how how does that work? Like, how does that work? Like, that don't... To me, like, if you need help or something like that, I'm not going to divide my income in between multiple households because that's going to leave room for error on my side because if something pop up, then I'm just out of luck. Oh, so. yeah. That tells me that you're living above your means. You know, stop man buying two $400 bundles and and $100 lashes and... You know what I mean? Hundred dollar nails, and you trying to get a Fendi bag and red bottoms. And niggas don't care about that. At like, all. are you are you trying to attract another female? Because that's yeah. what. Like, is this like a a pageant show when y'all come out? Like, I don't need to see. I don't care about makeup, nails, eyelashes, because that shit all comes off. And I have to see you for who you are. And then if I think you're ugly, then you're ugly. If I think you're beautiful, you're beautiful. But the makeup got to come off. I'm going to see them blemishes. Like, it's all good. Like, yeah. I'm cool with that. Nine but. times out of ten, if I'm already spending time with you, I probably don't look into you deep enough to see you past that anyway. Right. And wondering why. Well, I think you're cute without all that. You know what I mean? That's that's most of the time what I think when I go on a date and a woman, like, caked all the way up. Yeah, I don't like, like that shit, man. You pretty. You don't even need all that. It's weird, but I like, like, shit like bonnets. On a woman, I like silk, like, like when she got the little robe on. I like shit out like that. Pu- no, public. not in public. Like you know, just chilling oh, at the house. The like I don't, yeah. I don't like all the makeup and shit. I want to see you down, like not down, like bad, but see you down to earth. I like baths. Baths? Yeah, showers and baths. I think every woman should take a bath, and oh. we all should definitely take showers on the regular. Oh yeah. But you know, a lot of. Uh, a lot of women don't smell that good these days mm. and we aren't allowed to express you know they like I said before you know since the Terry McMillan era and all those authors that were doing the movies and the books and the songs it's like we're we, we've been the punching bag for all of their criticism mm-hmm. but the moment we say we don't like something it's like an onslaught of what they don't like about us again. It's so funny because I was watching this thing and then uh, um, the woman was like, yeah, I hate when dudes send me like pictures of their privates or whatever like that, right? Mm. And she's like, I don't like that. Like, I think that's weird. Like, I, I block niggas quick or whatever like that. And then she's like, have you ever, he, ever, he was like, have you ever sent a picture of yours? And then she was like, yeah. She's like, what? Like, have you ever denied somebody because they, you know, package was whatever, like, all the time. Like, have a nigga ever, like, told you, like, nah, I'm cool on that? Like, he saw it. He's like, that would hurt my feelings. Like, I would never talk to him again or whatever like that. But you could turn, you turn plenty of niggas down. No nigga has ever turned you down in life. And, like, you ain't never had no shortcomings or nothing like that. So, it just, it amazed me when I hear women say stuff like that. And I think, like, they ain't really been rejected before. Like, they they scared. That's why they don't shoot. They shot. Yeah, cause men, tons of niggas out here get rejected every day, and we build a callus to that, and then it's just like, okay, next. Like, you know, it's a numbers game at that point. Yeah. So. Well, well one mother <laughs> daughter will not do, another one will. That, that's, <laughs> that's what I was taught growing up. What one daughter and mother? What one mother's daughter oh, won't okay. do, another one. Well, you will. a wild boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, I ain't well. <laughs> yeah, maybe once. But that 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 just it again, it just alarms me and like we as a black community, I wish that we all participated in like when Puffy had a town hall mm-hmm. and we were talking about black black uh, the state of black America. Right. That more black folks got in tune with with, uh, with those conversations mm-hmm. from politics to you know to crime in our communities and the foundation for all of this stuff all the mayhem that happens in our relationships in our communities is the foundation got cracks in it right you got cracks in it mama and daddy can't stay together you know what I mean like like this thing that black ice said a long time ago when when Mom, when mama's not on time with daddy and daddy's not on time with mama, the kids grow up off schedule. Mm. And 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 I think that's what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's way more to, more of that. We had like a sixty percent decrease in two parent households over the last thirty years. Sixty percent. And we not. Uh, I don't think we have to concern ourselves with the divorce rate. Because at this point, ain't nobody getting married. Don't nobody need nobody. And they do. Somebody need to tell you that you're doing too much. Yeah. You're doing too much. You're not paying your rent or your mortgage because you want to go on a girl's trip. All them pictures y'all putting up when it's about a group, three, four, five, six of y'all, one or two of y'all broke as hell and y'all shouldn't be there. Yo, they... I heard stories about shit like that. Like yeah. women paying for other women's trips because they couldn't afford it. Right. Because right. you ain't want to go alone. That's cool the first time you do it. But now, you either traveling with somebody that you barely know, or you you footing more. You, you got to have an argument on your vacation because, you put because one of your friends ain't got what you got. Right. They didn't save properly. Now, you, they leaning on you. Uh, Which kills me about black people sometimes, because I, you know, I, I I am in the travel business too. Is that with with every other ethnicity, it seems like they they travel right. With black folks, it's like we wait until the week before we want to go somewhere, or the month before, and try to plan a whole trip and get all the bells and whistles that we want, and that's expensive. Right. Whereas if you stretch it out at least a year, you can comfortably pay for what you want on your vacation and not be doing it all at the last minute. You know what I mean? But you want to, you, you such in a rush to uh, get these, these Instagram pictures and, and let everybody on social media know how you living when that's, that, that really hurts you for right. real. Cause you using your entire savings for these trips or you around here getting the cheapest deal you can and then getting there and be pissed off that at the accommodations. Yo, the beach pictures look good, but I bet you ain't posting no pictures inside your room. She got crackers and Vienna sausages, noodles in there. Or like that trip that Martin and Gina had. <laughs> when uh, they fought the dog thing. The, that was a rat. Squir- that was a, what, a big rat or a squirrel mixed together. Yeah. Pitbull baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell is that? But you on trips like that, but you ain't taking pictures of that part. You're taking pictures on the beach. Uh, oh, yeah. You know Nobody I mean? want to take a picture inside their room. No. Unless it's immaculate. But if you plan them right, you can get better, you know, better accommodations. But a, a, a lot of those, it, it's like a lot of things on social media. A lot of those pictures lie. 
the lifestyle and what you what you posting. You don't look like that every day. You don't live like that every day. You taking pictures in other in, in front of other people's cars, and if it's your car, you you love that car so much you're getting in a fight with somebody over because it's hurting you so much financially to afford this eight hundred dollar thousand dollars a month, and it's just you. That's not even smart. You don't even own a house. And you paying that much for a car note? Hey, dudes do it too, man. Yeah, they I don't put no gender on that. Oh, oh they buy these Hellcats in. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's... And they getting, and they getting stolen. Like, people are taking them. People are robbing them. Like, that's the biggest thing now since... I mean, Dodge is all the easiest car to steal. Well, I don't know nothing about it. I ain't never stole no car. <laughs> I mean... I don't. I ain't never stolen a car, but I know people that steal. Cars. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I've been around those people. Nah, but I just think it's it's crazy that we all are, like, it's really a one percent of people like making money out here. Real, I mean, wealthy, yeah. Yeah, but like even middle class people, like they're making money because they offer skills that they don't got from growing up or in the past or through college or whatever like that it's just the broke people the ones that gotta flex like they they're the people that get the hellcats and stuff like that making thirty four thousand a year you know but there are a lot of smart black folks that that handle their money well it's a lot of them also but it's a whole lot of foreclosures you know what I mean all y'all six figure niggas Oh. And and y'all was doing all this balling out of control. I'm so happy for black people that came out this pandemic winning extra hard. Yeah, some of them. But how it's going to look in a year or two? They got it. They was there. You know how yeah. to get there now. You know what yeah. it feel like to be there. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what it feel like to be there. They have 60000 in your account or whatever. Like A lot of people don't know that feeling. But the people that do know it know how to get there. So... No. I just like, as far as my my interest and in, and and likes, when it comes to like quality stuff, I don't really care about brands like that. I care about the quality of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, my thing is look nice enough to go sit down and eat with somebody. Right. You know what I mean? I don't need a bunch of gold chains to do that. I don't need the fanciest car in the world to do that. As long as I can trust my car to get to where I want to go, I'm cool. If I can, if I can walk into a room and know that I ain't tacky, you know what I mean. I'm fine with that. I don't care if I got flip flops on. I'm fine with that. You know, the quality of what I got on fits where I am in life. Right. You know, mentally, you know what I mean. Comfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I seek more than anything. Now I don't believe you should go on a date with flip flops on, but I'm saying date. You can go to the beach. This old this older cat told me one time, he don't date girls that don't show up. Oh no no no! He was taught that dudes should not show up without a suit jacket. You know what I mean? A sports coat on on their dates. Like you got to wear suits. Why? That's the way he was raised. Uh, and I was like, to go on a date. How old is dude? He in his fifties. Right. He was wooing somebody, grandma, great grandma. Like now, like he, he good. Mm. He ain't doing too many first dates now. Yeah, yeah, he's single. Oh, 
Man, you still believe in that? I'm like, I'm not showing up at Route Tuesday in my suit jacket. Or Chili's, man. And if it's somewhere that calls for a suit jacket, it's not going to be our first date. That's too much money. That baby got real sauces. It's hard to get out. Yeah, I mean, but you have been to places like that and people have dinner jackets on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I have like a bomber jacket or a hoodie on it. Yeah. I'm like, that's too much for a first date. You know, doing all that. But I understand, you know, some people have different standards. You talking about because you think he buying a jacket off the first rip? Like, no, he goes. That's how he goes on dates. Like, okay. he, that's how he presents himself. Like, I'm going to dress appropriate for my dates. That's nice. Like, you need to put a suit on. I mean, he expect a lot from the woman. She needs to be dressed the same. Right. You know, she needs to be wearing a nice dress also. And I don't know. I think I came right after that generation. Mm-hmm. And no, I do believe in when you're going to wear dice, wear a collar shirt. You know, I don't think every every place is for t-shirts. Okay. I don't care if it is polo. I was raised like that. But yeah. Collar shirt. You going somewhere? A job? Like you know, just business casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ready, yeah. ready for whatever. But a lot of people don't feel like you need to. Even though this generation of people do dress better, they they dress a lot better than we used to. I think when Kanye came along, oh man, he changed the game. It's like the dress code kind of changed with Kanye and Jay Z's changed clothes. He him and Cameron made it okay to wear softer colors. Yeah, well, I still didn't support that dipset movement. I thought it was too much. I still don't wear pink shirts. At all. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a nice salmon. Pink. Call it what it is, bro. It's, it's a salmon. You Pink. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're wearing a suit, uh, a soft pink shirt under a suit, it might work. I wouldn't do it. But as far as wearing like a pink polo and pink chucks, that's too much. I don't care what the gender rules are. I wouldn't. Now. I wouldn't respect you if you walked in here. With that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just too much. Like pink. That's too much pink. I get that you want to put a splash on sometimes for guys that really, really dress. But I'm. That's them. But, but you, you a guy that wear earth tone colors all the time. All the time. You wear no, you. You literally be walking around here looking like charcoal. You just be wearing nothing but black. Yeah. You got a little gray in your beard. <laughs> hey, you know what <laughs> you know what I always wanted when even when I was a kid though? What? Remember when that Doctor Dre and Snoop Dogg video came out and Dre went to his closet? Uh huh. And it was, it was all black. Uh-huh. I wanted that closet so bad. I wanted that closet. If you if you was born in this, like you were in this generation, they'd think you was a gothic kid. Because that's all you were is black. Uh, and it ain't even gothic about me, it's just <laughs> That's one of those, that, that's a look. I was like, yeah, I like that. That's that's my uniform. Okay. You know what I mean? See, I didn't see it like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my thing. And when I go to work, yeah, I'm wearing all black. I've been like that through several, several jobs. I've always worn black to work. It was easier to maintain, and you always look halfway decent in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a slender color. Well, I wouldn't know that fact. Well, a few years ago, I was. I was about to say, like, come on, man. (laughs) 
But I didn't wear it because of that, because I didn't even know I was fat. Nah, that's what I'm saying. You was wearing black. It's a slimming color. You like whatever. Like I'm doing me. Oh, you think because I was wearing black, that's what? Uh, yeah, that's you, why didn't, I you, you didn't know. You I was, didn't even see it. You didn't know you had a gut. <laughs> 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 when your shoes match with your shirt, you just like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. I do be seeing them t-shirts on social media. Uh, those t-shirts that they say hides your gut. Mm-hmm. Do you get them ads too? I, I haven't got one. I'm waiting on somebody to buy one, or I might just jump out there and get one to mm-hmm. see if it's working. What the hide? That's a, it's like a legit hide your gut. Yeah, it's of? a regular T-shirt, but some kind of way it's made, it flows right over your stomach and it don't look like it poke out no more. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I said I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, you get one. You know, you ain't got a, a gut no more. Like you ain't got to tuck I it think, in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, like. $30 a shirt well hell I, I got some Lacoste t-shirts that cost that yeah you know what I mean so it's not too expensive to buy two or three of those but you know what's crazy if you get a black one it's gonna look the same because like I said it's a slimming <laughs> color <laughs> they just got $30 out of you for some you could have bought hey, at Walmart right for five right now <laughs> half of my closet and most of my shelf I say all of my shelf I probably got one shirt up there that ain't black. But half of my closet and most of my shelf is black. All you need is a black Raiders cap and, you know, a little juice, you know, up there. You'll be, oh, yeah. yeah you'll, NWA, all yeah, the way. Yeah, you'll be Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and every time I see Ice Cube, he either had on blue jeans or black jeans. Yeah. And a black shirt. Every time I see him in person. Uniform. Yeah, some people got their thing. That's like a. It's kind of like when your you, your granddad growing up. He still, even though he was retired, mm-hmm. he still had on dickies, mm-hmm. dicky pants, like he was going to work. Yeah, with a pocket protector in it. Make sure none of his pins bust. Yeah, they all old black dudes did have pocket protectors. Yeah, they used to have their glasses and their pins and all that stuff in their pocket. Ready to go, sitting on the porch. Yeah, ready to ain't put the light nowhere. bulb. <laughs> ain't going nowhere. Charlene need me up the street. I'm about to go up there and change a light bulb real but quick. But when you get into that, that's part of how I don't want to be that because I also, I, I believe in retiring early now because mm-hmm. uh, black men, of course, you know, we die more than our wives do yeah. and our women. It's that stress. earlier. Because all we do is normal for a black man to be working 12 hours a day. 15 hours Yo, a day. Yo, and that's so scary. I'm, Literally coming off a job that worked 12 hours a day or 14 hours a day. You have to tell them, like, yo, I'm out of here. If not, they'll be like, oh, go grab this next one. Like, keep putting work in your hands. It's like, yo, like, do you know I got other stuff to do? Like, I got, like, you want me to work 12 hours all night, go home. Then the next 12 hours, half of that I'm asleep. The other half I got to just scramble to get shit done. Like, nah, yeah. my life don't work like that. I believe that's why a lot of cats be in, like, relationships for a long time because they ain't really in them. They at work. They at work. And then you start build, slowing you know, down yeah. and you start saying, damn, I've been with you all this time? Yeah. Like, you've been this kind of woman all this time? Like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, the kids don't graduate? Hey, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. Dale Curry is like all my kids in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to take their crap no more. Man. You don't want to take their crap no more, and that's that. That working so much, man. 
and we we never really utilized. You know, some cats I've always seen older dudes have a four hundred one k and all of that, but a lot of them have distinguished. You know what I mean? They they've used it by the time they retire. Yeah, paid off some bills, paid off some debt, paid off the house. It. You keep you have to keep dipping in it because, like I said, the price keep going up. Things keep getting expensive. You know that four hundred one k looking real nice when you like you live in check to check. Especially when you think with an irresponsible mind. Like, I want to get this thing done to the house now instead right. of waiting until you retire to get it done or waiting until, you know, next year to get the car before the lease is over. You know what I mean? Look, man, you check that Fidelity, got that 20000 in there. you yeah. like, let me get fifteen. I can get this done today. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, had, you ain't supposed to use that for that. You ain't, but that if it's there available, people will use it. But that's, like I said, it's the, the way we live in. Yeah. You know, inflation. We paying for stuff that we don't know what we paying for. A tomato shouldn't cost a couple dollars. Nah. That shit shouldn't, like, you know. Sweet potatoes cost that much. That's only, like, we, like, it's inflation, like, the, we ain't losing land. You know, farmers ain't losing land. Like, why do we keep hiking up the price when we don't keep hiking up the price of living wages? You know. Give us two two levels up above living wages and then start hiking up the price. You know, get us a twenty. But that bring us back the same though. If you keep hiking up the prices, then no, I'm talking about like over time. Like you gotta you gotta get the min- you gotta make sure these people are paid first, so they can afford the stuff that they need. That's what I'm saying. Once you if you if you're doing that, get hike up the price and leave. Hike hike up the pay. Leave the prices where they at. But you can't. Inflation is going to happen Yeah, because if you're paying the farmers, if you're paying the workers on the farm more, which most of the time they don't, they still got, like, uh, uh, immigrants. Hispanic labor, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't snuck over here. You're still paying them 2 $3 an hour, and you out here charging me $2 for a uh, tomato. Right. Like, you don't gave them a raise, and it costs more for you to, to have, you know, uh, get the products out, mm-hmm. get the produce out. But you ain't paying them more. Right. You just putting that in your pocket now. And that extra that you got, now you're a billionaire. And mm-hmm. a bunch of people, like, that's why I turnover rate so high because, like, y'all don't, y'all not putting no shit into me. You're not giving me anything. Like, I got to work for you for two, three years to go to college to so you could pay half that off. Like, that's not that. You ain't putting shit into me. I could do that by myself. Now, you ain't paying all of it off either. Nah, that's you know, and then you you give me a four hundred one k. It ain't like you putting a hundred bands in there, and then you like, yo, work for me for fifteen years. This yours. Yeah. It ain't like you doing that. That's if I can last, but you right. know, a lot of companies, those those uh, the managers of those funds, they know they're they're saying word now. Hey, this group of people about to cost you this much money if you don't cut them. Right. And they'll let your ass go. And that's what I'm saying. We have it's, it's no. It's no like loyalty into working for somebody yeah. that you're not getting paid for. Like you, you like I'm making you like every time I move, like you want me to move sixty cases in an hour or whatever like that. Like how much money is that bringing you in versus how much are you dishing out to your people? Like you got to make me want to be there. You got to make me want to want to come work for you because I could go get minimum wage anywhere. It, it, that's what sparked me. You know, fifteen years ago. Um, my last job, 
that right there, I was on. I was driving forklifts, and I went in and pulled. You know, there was a pallet that was sitting at the door, so I grabbed my forklift and pulled that out. Mm-hmm. But they left the, uh, the bill of lading on there, mm-hmm. and you know that's the full cover of like what they charge them in and yeah. what's on the pallet and stuff like that. But they and they usually took them off. They took them off. Mm-hmm. The bill of lading is on there to let you know what's on the pallet. But the, the receipt and full charge, they always take that part off. Right. And this particular time, they had left it on there. And I seen for for per pallet, per pallet was what I made in a month. And I was making decent money. Six. I think I was making over $20 an hour at that job. I was like $21, $22 an hour. And I seen that. I was like, Wow. And then I thought about it after I was pulling them all off, taking them to the trailers they were supposed to go to. I was like, man, I took like 20-something pallets off the... They don't cover everybody on this dock. Bro, and they want you to work 14 hours. 14 hours times the pallets that you have. Mm-hmm. That's... You work... So, for one day, you got to pull up a pallet per hour. You work your year off. Yeah. It's like y'all don't give us them pallets paid for my, my whole year's salary. You ain't y'all ain't giving us that. Y'all not helping us enough to come back. That's why people I did two trailers that day. So you did <laughs> <laughs> So you might did three years worth of Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. gotta sit there with that. Yeah. You gotta sit it, there it, with it that. It just sparked my brain again, even though I have been, you know, like an entrepreneur since I was seventeen, you know, that that right there really hurt. Right. That 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 punched me in the stomach, like, and y'all paying us this little, and y'all making this kind of money. I let you know you ain't really worth it. You a number. They can yeah. hire fire you whenever they want. And it, what kills me is it be the it be the man like the black man at the job that be the most like oh, they, they they all in. Man, them niggas all in. They, them, they, they were, full company man. They remind me of the nigga off of life. You couldn't count. You had the rocks. <laughs> it reminded me. Of, I'm like, bro. Like, why are you watching me on my break, bro? Like, or even worse, what Monique was saying. Yeah, you you find a lot of Judases on 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 a lot of jobs, especially in the blue collar world. Them dudes that when she told um, old boy from Breakfast Club, Charlotte, that he remind her of the dude on um, on the slave movie. That took his wife over to the white man to have sex. She said she looked him in his eye and said, "You remind me of that man." And we'll just just be in their good graces. You know what I mean? You'll find that some of us on the job just to be in their good graces, they'll rat you out. Yeah, he in the break room. He, he came back and clocked in and went back in the break room. Instead of coming to you like, "Come on, bro," or. Go do what you're supposed to be doing. You don't know how I'm feeling or why I went back in the break room. You right. don't know if they took some change off my check last time, and I'm trying to even this out so I can feel better. Right. You know what I mean? They refused to give me that hour that I lost. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take an hour here. Mind your business. You know what I mean? But you got brothers that'll, that'll go tell. Yeah. Because they got a hard day, and they feel like everybody should have a hard day. That's that slave mentality. It's not even having a hard day. It's like, I got to be up on these niggas. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You're going to compensate me for my time. 
buddy told me at, at the job where I left, he was like, um, don't leave. Don't leave when, uh, you tell me when you, when you want to go. I was like, oh, no. Nah. Oh, yeah, I'm out of here. Not no other. Quit. Yeah. Can't no other grown man tell me when, when I should leave or come or. But I mean, that's a job. That's, too. it's a job for sure. That's a job. But how he came at me wasn't job appropriate. You, that, you know what that was? That was just you, your, your entrepreneurial spirit coming alive. For sure. I got my own business. Yeah. That, but I'm saying that's what it was. Oh. It wasn't necessarily because he probably said something like that to you before and it didn't really bother you. But that entrepreneur in you was being birthed. You know what I mean? And so he pe- wasn't playing that no more. Yeah, so people said that to me before and I'd be like, all right, I'll go back to work mm-hmm. and be whatever. Because I, I need the job. I just need it. I need it. I need yeah. it. The pandemic showed me I don't need nobody to make money. I don't need to go work for you to make money. I've been selling credit. I've been selling uh, trade lines in the pandemic. I made a, a good chunk of change. I'm, What's a trade line? Trade line is like when you put somebody on your credit card. For real? How much you charge for that? You can't tell me right now. Bro. Not, okay, yeah. but, yeah. but <laughs> Ain't, it, ain't it, that illegal? Nah, white people do it all the time. They Work? Put, yeah. They put so this is something that's legal yes. that you can actually do. So yes. trade line is when... You explain buy it. it. Okay, so basically, I, I didn't want you to explain it before because okay. I thought it was. <laughs> nah, nah, this is this is a real thing. So, okay. trade line is basically I'm putting you on my credit card as an authorized user. Mm-hmm. You don't get a credit card; you just get the history. That's all you get. So, if I got five years of good history, paying off my card, paying everything off, you get that. It reflects on your credit, so it boosts your score up as well. So, you keep the trade line on for a couple months. You know, it boosts your credit score up to where you want to go out and get you a Trackhawk or a Challenger or whatever. You can go out and get it because your credit score is boosted up enough where they feel like they can trust you. Yep. And it shows in their reflection. Y'all make money off of it. Yeah. Word. I be selling. Like, I have one that I sold for, like, 1400 I make that in an hour. All I got to do is throw up an ad. And all I got to do is call the bank and be like, da-da-da-da-da. And it's on. Word. That's it. Jeez. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't need to. Like you talk to me like that. I don't need to be there. Like mm. I have, I have credit cards where I can flip that to make money for me. Mm. I can sit on my ass. I don't have to be 14 hours to make 500 dollars or or two two fifty. I don't have to be here to yeah, make two fifty. Most 150 to two hundred dollars. That's about. It. That's a good job. That's a good job a day. Yeah. I could show you how you can make fourteen hundred sitting on your ass in mm. an hour. Yeah. So it's just like it's like stuff like that. I'm like, yo, I don't need you, bro. Like, you don't have to talk to me like that. I would have been here if you talked to me better. But I'm not. it's a lot of jobs out here. People are hiring, giving bonuses, all that. Like, I never let no other grown man look at me in my eyes and tell me I can't go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, the, the embracing of employment should be more of like a, a partnership idea. You right. know what I mean? That that we're we're working this business together. I should tell wanna, me what needs to be done. Right, and it, it's it's more of a respect thing. Like even if I was getting paid seven dollars an hour, like I was before at Six Flags when I was a kid, it was a more it was more on the people. Like I didn't care about the the money as much. I just wanted to come to work because I enjoyed working with the people. If mm-hmm. I don't enjoy working with you, I don't need to be there because it's gonna make me miserable. See, it's, it's less people like you in the world 
You know what I mean? Because I don't I don't want anybody to feel like they they all should to take that. Even though you should be respected on at any level of employment, right. you should be respected. But don't be so sensitive that you talk yourself out of out of being able to take care of yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Some some people will. You know how people are. They hear things. They like. Yeah, they be talking. Like, yeah. Nah, but you need a game plan. Like, I sat in the parking lot yeah. at work, and I made $500. And that let me know, boom. As soon as he said that, I went on eBay, sold a trade line for 5 and I left. I don't. I just showed myself I don't have to be here. I don't have to show anybody else. I don't give a fuck if this nigga respect me or not. I'm right. out of here. I made right. my money. I'm gone. I made more money than in an hour on break than I made being there for 12 So it's just like... Like, I don't have to be here, bro. That's dope. So that's dope. So so you would say you definitely need to have a game plan for sure before you just let something go. You don't want to um, jump off the ship, like one like one one Capital One credit card that I used. I could put ten people on there, so I charge five hundred for that. That's five hundred times ten. I could be making a shit ton of money. At home, but your credit has to be good, though. For sure. Yeah. Like no, I'm saying in order to no, do that. No, no, right? no, no. Your credit don't have to be good. It's your payment history on your car has to be great. So as long as you're paying good on your car, you keeping your utilization low. Oh, okay. So I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the kind of dude that I let that thing ride out for about two months. Then I'd be like, let me hurry and pay this limit off. Nah, man. I, <laughs> look, I put my swipes on for Chick-fil-A mm. wait a couple of days wait until you know it's time to pay it off and then I pay it off I don't I don't go out and buy laptops and you know all the other stuff I just do little purchases and that makes me not work like that helps me not want to be in another person's face hating my people because this person I feel like hurt me mm. you know said something to me that you wouldn't say to, to none of these other white people mm. so that make me feel like you know because because black people, I feel like at work, when they see another black person, they, they get to them like, shit, nigga, hurry up and go da-da-da-da-da. But when they get around another white person, they're like, hey, sir, can you go do such and such? Can you go over here? And, you know, when they get around their people, they feel like they're more comfortable to, to talk to you crazy. Right. So that's why I do. I mean, I am. I, I, I feel that kind of energy. I see both sides of that. Right. I should be able to talk to you a little bit different. But I have to have that relationship with you, too. Right. If I don't have that relationship with you, too, I should be stirring you, too. Right. You know what I mean? If we ain't cool like that, I ain't going to talk to you like that. But you know what I mean? at that time, he, he felt like we was that cool. Yeah. And I set my ass in that parking lot, made my money, and never worried about that shit again. Yeah. I'm still clocked in. Like, I don't, like. That's dope, man. That's dope. We, we we definitely need more entrepreneurial spirits out there. But, you know, the working man helped this thing go around. There ain't no entrepreneurs without no workers. For sure. <laughs> like, I, like I said, don't don't jump the ship without a game plan. Like Definitely have a game plan. You know, I just did that because I know I could make some money somewhere else. Man, and it's hard. And, you know, it, it's, it was difficult for me to just say what I just said because I believe in entrepreneurial spirit. I think about the old days when it was this farm that did this. This is what towns were set up like. Mm-hmm. Everybody had businesses that benefited each other. Right. It was families working those businesses. It wasn't like randoms out here doing it. You might get a stray come in town and he'll have to work on a ranch or something like mm-hmm. that back in the days. But 
it was mostly families. This right. is what the family business was. We grow corn. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My son ain't cornhole. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's how deep we are into this business. We 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 got corn and y'all got grapes and y'all got greens and you know what I mean? Yeah, we all help each other. Yeah, it's it's a community of entrepreneurs. That's what most towns are set up for. You have to find your niche in those communities. These companies took that concept and they said, "Well, we're gonna break them down. The families own the businesses, and we gonna what we gonna do is we gonna take the farms and the and the in- industry from the people from the families that own them." Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to saturate it. You know what I mean? We're we going to take it away. Well, we're not going to saturate it. We're going to desaturate it and make it just us over here with corn. And the people in the next town over, they can't do corn no more. The, the next town over, down. you know what I mean? quality of the, of the corn or the quality of the produce, it always goes down when the yeah. companies get into the t-shirts it. T-shirts or the cotton and all of that. But we don't we don't look at the fact that we can do we we the ones that make the billionaires right the worker makes the billionaire that's what that's that's what we're doing they paying us a little and they get a lot you know what i mean if if you selling a t-shirt for two dollars wholesale that means that they took 50 cents of that and paid the salary for everybody in there they took another 50 cent to seventy five, and they 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 pay all their overhead with that, and they damn near got a dollar twenty five every time in their pocket. You know what I mean? Every time in their pocket, they got you know seventy five cent to a dollar every time in their pocket. Right. You know what I mean? And then you flip over to the WalMarts that bought the t shirts. They selling the t shirt for six dollars, and they paid two dollars for that. When they make their two dollars, that shit goes towards the overhead. It pays the employees, and I'm sitting on four dollars in my pocket. That's wow. how retail works. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they billionaires. That system works over and over and over and over. We making it when we could say, "Hey, let's get a group of us together and we gonna buy some t-shirts." You know what I mean? I and preach then, that all the time, man. Like about coming together with my friends and stuff like that to try to get a business going or whatever, just so. You know, we can have something for ourselves, so we don't have to worry about working for somebody. Yeah, we started talking about that about a year ago. Yeah, like... Maybe, yeah, a year, two years ago, because the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. and then after that. But we still going to do something together. For sure. But it's, it's hard to get people on board with stuff like that. Because everybody out for themselves. Everybody's living <clears> for themselves, and nobody... It's not a community no more. And that's the that's the only way we survive. It got to be a community effort. Yeah, you may be doing good, but if you're doing good and you say everybody you love isn't doing that good, you might be on your on a on a good track to being successful and, and wealthy. But you got to support your mama, you got to support your siblings. You know what I mean? Your 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 money gets saturated, even if you don't want to count that as part of. You got to think about how many people live in your house. I've been the guy that that was. You know, successful, mm-hmm. and I had, I, I had at least ten family members come in and out of my house. You know what I mean? Right. Because you're trying to help who you love, and that money could have been going instead of me helping you, and and costing myself business. That money could have went into the pot. 
You know what I mean? And, and help that business grow. And that's what Chinese people do, Hispanic yeah. people do. They all, like, they sneak in that house until everybody make it out. And it ain't like, all right, you got a store, and then it's cool, and then everybody disperses. Like, nah, I got a store, and then you get something going, and you get something going, and you get something. And when we all good, then we can all bounce up out this house. But until then, we here, so we can all survive. But most people don't do that, especially in our community. We don't. We we look at people. We see somebody needs something. And we turn them other way because we like, yo, I I got me. I got to take care of me. Like, yeah. I don't want to give it to nobody else. I got it for me. You but know? you're the first one of your kind in that situation, so you're gonna start spending more money than you should be spending. Right. You know, just to sustain the type of lifestyle you want. Start making a lot of mistakes. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of puts you at damn if you do, damn if you don't. I put my homie on the trade line thing, and he making a killing too. Yeah. I put I, I put my friends in situations where I got them high paying credit cards so they can get into different things, so they can start doing trade lines, making money for themselves. You know, so you just got to pass what the y'all, along. What y'all doing with the money is what's going to sustain y'all though. Uh, at some point, if y'all get together, I will be vetting people out a little bit more. So we're going to do this for a little while together. And, hey, let's do this. Let's go get a subway. Right. You know what I mean? Let's go Let's go get something tangible that we can make, you know, uh, residual income off of. Yeah, double your profit. Yeah. Instead of just taking that money and just paying your bills with it. Save some of that money and, and go open another business or put that money into some some investments, mm-hmm. you know, property or stocks or businesses. But for sure, property. You know, at, at this point, all we gotta really do is just think. That's 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 the main thing. Think. So, but I appreciate you for coming by, man. For sure. I appreciate you. Anytime. All right. So. This is uh, cut different. We 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 kicked the Willie Bobo today. <laughs> what does that mean? Huh? What does that mean? You hung out. Oh, right. <laughs> Kicking the Willie Bobo. You just you know just talking and chilling. You know just having a conversation. So uh, this has been cut different. We're on all social platforms. That's your Facebook. That's your Instagram. I don't know if I got a Twitter page. You need one. Yeah, I should get a Twitter. You'll have one. Get you one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got that. And, of course, we're on all streaming platforms. You can find us anywhere. But this has been an episode of Cut Different. Like, share, comment. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. These are my two cents. Spend it to save it, people. We'll see y'all next time. We out of here.